The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Saturday. February 13th edition, the day before Valentine's Day, and I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined with my good buddy, Will. Will, I am William is Bill, whatever you want to call him. Uh, what are you doing tonight, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Santino? Great to be with you on a Friday. I'm sure people are like, wait, is it Tuesday? Well, I guess it's Saturday show, but yeah. <laughs> Just happy to be here with you, man. Fill in and cover some more games for the weekend. Yeah, and we're, we're catching this one a little bit earlier, too. Uh, earlier on Friday night, we usually do these about an hour or so later than this, uh, but we're we're getting there, getting this one out to you a little bit earlier uh, on the Friday nights, <clears throat> and I think we have we have a good one in store for you guys here. Uh, we yeah. have a five game slate, but one of these slates is a showdown, which we're going to just briefly touch on. We're not going to go too crazy, and then we have a nice four game slate after that. Uh, but is there anything? Uh, that you wanted to say throughout the week that you've been working on? Because like you said, that you were, you're, we're usually on Tuesdays, not Fridays. Right. Yeah. I mean, just uh, a lot of stuff going around in the league with injuries and, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it in a game or two, but Mitchell Robinson, we just found out he, uh, what was he broke his wrist, right? Uh, yeah. It said fractured wrist. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a long, a long line of injuries just accumulating. So when we're setting these lineups, you know, Everything's going to change dramatically with all these injuries that's been happening. Yep, and that's that's the season that we're in. Uh, before we get on started here, I do want to give a quick shout-out to one of our presenting sponsors. I don't know why Mike says the AG. It's very weird. But my bookie, guys, uh, they're the only place that I trust to handle my NBA-related NBA bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best odds on all my NBA games and, and the MLB that is coming up. Uh, if you know me, you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval that easily. To earn it, you got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best book sports book out there, period. It's as simple as signing up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little extra excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. And I do want to give a shout out also to our guys over at Manscaped. And got Valentine's Day is in one day from today. Uh, so Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends over at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day over two million men are already using manscaped products to groom make sure you're one of them uh, the best way to get started is with the manscaped perfect package 3.0 it's full of all the best products to keep you looking smiling and feeling nice now uh, the perfect package 3.0 is led by the revolutionary lawnmower 3.0 trimmer it also has uh, the perfect uh, I'm sorry, the Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers, which are awesome. Uh, you also get the Manscaped redefined cologne with the signature Manscaped scent uh, and everything else that comes with it, uh, the crop reviver, the crop preserver, all that good stuff. Uh, this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HOOPBALL20. 
Happy Valentine's Day from our friends over at Manscaped. And guys, it's about that time we can well we can jump right into this uh, showdown slate here, and we'll we'll start this thing off kind of like we do in the regular slates. Uh, so the we have a, an injury report for these two teams. They both played the other night. Um, and for the this this one starts at 3:30 p.m. Eastern or three o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the only game the only early game of the docket, and it's the Philadelphia 76ers at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we do have a spread for this one. It is a 228 over under, and the Sixers are one point road favorites. On the injury report, we have Shake Milton and Paul Reed both out, and and we have Mike Scott as probable for the Sixers. On the Suns side, we have Abdel Nader, Cameron Payne. Dario Saric, all questionable, um, and that's it. So, without further ado, how you feeling about this this um, Philly side? Who who are you looking on to play here? Well, obviously, you know Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber season. He's very expensive at seventeen thousand, but if you can get him in your lineup, it's worth it. Uh, it's mainly with this lineup; it's just the big stars on both sides. You know, Joel, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. After that, it gets a little sketchy other than Seth Curry. Um, Seth Curry, I'd be fine with playing him at 7,800. Are you seeing anybody other than that um, to select from? Because Shake Milton is out, but I'm still not trusting anyone other than those four. What about you? Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to have to throw in someone to get get value here. Uh, So I don't mind looking at like a Korkmaz at uh, 3,600 for your util spot. Uh, I don't mind looking at a Danny Green at 4K. If you really have to dig deep, I guess Stiebel at 1800. I mean, it's pretty much almost bargain bin there. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's the big three, specifically Embiid, Simmons, uh, or Embiid Harris for me. Actually, I, I think Harris is in a pretty solid, rock solid matchup against Frank Kaminsky, who's just not quick enough for him if if they do start Kaminsky again they'll, they'll probably go to Crowder um but yeah I think Korkmaz Danny Green even Thibault would be guys I would look at to fill up my lineup at, at cheaper prices also um but yeah I'm, I'm with you I think Curry Harris and Bede they, they're all in play for me um, yep yep pretty cut and dry from the Philly side um you don't think Maxi is worth risking right because Shake's been out a couple of games and he's not been getting the production that I would have expected him to be getting. Yeah, he's just he's more of the backup point guard. Uh, since he can't shoot too much, he can shoot, but not his his jump shot's not reliable. So they don't really play him with Ben Simmons a lot because when you add Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and another guy who doesn't shoot great, it's not a, a lineup that stretches the floor much. So they they've been giving more minutes to Cork Maz, Danny Green, even Thibel. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't go to I I wouldn't really go to Maxi unless Simmons or something is out uh, unexpectedly as well. But yeah, sounds what, good. What about on the Sun side, man? Who are you looking at over here? Well, yeah, obviously we got Devin Booker and Chris Paul, but other than that, I mean, the, um, DeAndre Ayton's been kind of having a down year this year, uh, but you know he could be up and down with with uh, DraftKings points. So it's it's kind of sketchy with him, sketchy with Bridges, sketchy with Crowder. I do like how Frank Kaminsky has been getting minutes, and uh, they should use him a little bit in this matchup. So he's at a lower price. Uh, and I like Cam Johnson. So who are you feeling on the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, I think uh, I think we can look at Booker. Um, and in the mid-tier, I don't mind Bridges, Crowder. I think Crowder should get the start over Kaminsky just for matchup purposes. I don't think that – 
you want Frank Kaminsky on the, the perimeter with Tobias Harris too much. Uh, so I don't mind looking there. Uh, for cheaper value, I mean, we could look at Cam, Cam Johnson around five, but I'm really interested in Etuan Moore. The, the, he's been in the rotation heavily the last couple of games. I'm, the game against Cleveland when they went uh, to OT, the, he, he played 40 minutes two games ago, and he played 19 last one, but he kind of took over that backup point guard type role, uh, or if you want to call it that, but t- backup guard role where they'll either, if they take Chris Paul off the floor, they'll put Booker as the backup point guard, and if they take Booker off the floor, then Chris Paul stays at point guard. But uh, he's really been taking a lot of the the minutes there, with especially if Campaign is out still uh, and and Sarek is out. So he's a guy that I'd be looking at for cheaper value. But after that, there's really not much um, on this side of the ball either. It worries me about Etwan Moore because a lot of that projection was happened when Jay Crowder was out. But you think since Crowder's going to be more to three or to four, he can still be productive. Yeah, I would see. I think in this matchup, it just makes sense for Crowder to play more four against a, a guy like Tobias Harris. I don't think Frank Kaminsky can play defense on him and the perimeter. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But maybe he'll, he'll stick with Kaminsky in the lineup. But I just think that could get sour very fast. Yeah, yeah. And why was Crowder out? What what was his injury? His foot? Uh, yeah, I believe it was uh, yeah. a lower body injury. Um, I, I believe foot. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, he uh, last game he played twenty six minutes, so he should he'll probably hover around twenty six minutes. So he he should still be productive. Yeah, it's not a bad. I think these two teams are fairly teams that you can't really dig dig too deep, I and mean, uh, there's just not much to to like down there. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. we do have ourselves a a good four game main slate. And that's where I'm very excited to play. I'm probably not going to get much exposure to the early showdown slate when there's a main slate there. Uh, but let's right. jump right into to this one, man. Well, we'll start with the game that starts at 7:30 PM Eastern standard time. It's the Indiana Pacers at the Atlanta Hawks. We do have a spread for this one. This is also a 228 over under on the Pacers are one and a half point road favorites. And on the injury report, we have Bruce Bowen as out um, Kyrus Levert out and TJ Warren out uh, for the um, Pacers and the Hawks are currently playing on the front end of the back-to-back on Friday and we're doing this a little bit earlier so we don't have a injury report on them as well uh, so this will be on the back end of a back-to-back for the Hawks just uh, so everybody is aware on that one we'll start with the the Pacers man uh, what are you looking at on the Pacers side of the ball we see Sabonis had a pretty solid game last game around uh, now he's at uh 9K, he's one of the guys up there. We have Brogdon, uh, but where are you looking at specifically? Yeah, I really love uh, Sabonis. I mean, I just love his game for fantasy. It's a little high at 9,000 because sometimes he puts up numbers but only gets you 40 DraftKings points. So you have to be careful with that. Um, And Clint Capella is going to be a tough match for him, actually. So uh, the guy that I like at a low price, at 5,000 is TJ McConnell. He's been coming along, getting racking up assists like crazy, uh, and he's been being very productive. Other than that, you know, they have a lot of guys coming in and out of the lineup um, because they're trying to work Jeremy Lamb back in. So you got him, Holiday, McDermott, all those guys are kind of just splitting the load. And I, I don't really trust any of them to be the main guy. Um, so I really just like McConnell. And if you want Sabonis, Sabonis. 
Uh, Brogdon is okay too, but his production was incredible earlier in the season, and he's trending down a little bit, but still playing all right. Yeah, I'm I'm more on the the backcourt options as well. I think McConnell's a solid value at 5K, and he's been playing a lot of minutes. And when he plays, he's mainly playing point guard. So you, you get that Trey Young narrative. Anybody going against Trey Young's in a solid matchup. Uh, Brogdon as well. Though with TJ McConnell taking on more of a 30-ish minute role, he's not as much as a facilitator as we saw earlier in the season. Uh, and he's playing a little bit more off ball. So he's not a huge value and he's not going to be matched up against Trey all the time. But I still think he'll be there enough to where 75 is not is a pretty solid price tag. And he's been playing a slightly his last game was a little better. He's getting around 30 points the last couple games. Uh, the last three he's gotten over 30 two fantasy points so there is value there there's not huge upside when he's not playing as much uh, point guard but i think when you're playing against atlanta the, the where you can attack is the backcourt i don't really like you mentioned the front court uh, the john collins has actually been a really good defender uh, clint capella has been really good at rim protected rim protection so don't really want to get much exposure over there even though miles turner can drag capella away from the the basket with with his floor stretching abilities but i like yeah i like the mcconnell call and i I'll have some exposure to Brogdon as well. Um, Sounds good. But how about on the, the Atlanta side, man? Where are you looking here? Uh, well, I, you know, Trey Young is at 9,800. I love that because I think he's going to probably be the most productive point guard of the night. You know, Kyrie's playing tonight, but KD is back also. So I'm loving uh, Trey Young. You got to spend up for him, but he should be productive because he has to carry more of the load with DeAndre Hunter out and Bogdanovich out. So he's worth the 9,800. Uh, John Collins is worth 7,300, in my opinion, because his points have to ramp up with DeAndre Hunter out. And I'm loving Kevin Herter. He's really been stepping up lately. His last few games averaging around 40 DraftKings points. And at 6,100, he should be a great value. All right. Yeah, and I'm I'm close to uh, – I don't mind paying up for Trey. He's going to be one of the – the guys I pay up for. We'll get to a, a primetime matchup later on in the night, uh, in, in this slate, I should say, that is going to be intriguing with all the four of the, or five of the, yeah, four of the top five highest priced guys. I'll get to that, but I think Trey is a, a solid guy on his own. I think the matchup's pretty fair. I also don't mind Collins. You mentioned his matchup against the bonus and, and against uh, there. I, I think he's in a pretty good spot. He's been very, very, um, consistent maybe not for the fantasy game but he's been rock solid the last few weeks or couple games especially in, in fantasy point production so i don't mind him another guy that i'm i'm looking at and it's i saw it depends on what he does in, in the front end of the back-to-back because the back end is kind of scaring me but gallinari uh, he just played 30 minutes the other night and if he's going to get that kind of run wow at, at 4500 that's fantastic price tag but again the thing that scares me and this is an early look at it and i'll probably when we get news and all this stuff, it's probably changes by tomorrow. But at 4,500, if he's going to play around 30 minutes, uh, that's really good. But again, second night of a back-to-back, I'm not sure if he gets there. And if he doesn't get there, that means uh, like John Collins, the starter is going to play a bit more because they don't have too much depth. Uh, I guess Tony Snell and Solomon Hill would see more minutes, but they're not people that I'm going to be gravitating towards. Yeah. Um, uh, well, but, I, I, we also have uh, Cam Reddish at 4,100. So if you don't, Feels confident playing Gallinari. Uh, uh, a nice, huge risk reward would be Cam Reddish at 4,100. His last few games have not been very productive at all. 
but he is the type of player that can go off <clears throat> for almost 40 DraftKings points. So, you know, it's he's he's available for an option. So if you have to squeeze in someone at a low cost, if you you probably have to choose between Gallinari and Reddish, and either one of them can, you know, be productive for you. Nice. Um, yeah, man, and let's let's jump on over to this next game. We got the Houston Rockets at the New York Knicks at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we have a spread for this one. Uh, we don't have an over-under, but we have the Rockets as one-and-a-half-point road favorites. Very weird. Four of the five games, uh, all four games that we have spreads for, our road favorites. Just just a weird coincidence there, but it is one. And the Knicks are playing on the back end of a back-to-back. Now, currently, they're playing on the front end of a back-to-back. They're in the second half. But we have the Rockets injury report as Dante Exum. He is out. Uh, we have Victor Oladipo out with a foot injury. Uh, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, we have Christian Wood out with an ankle injury. P.J. Tucker questionable. He left the last game early and did not return with a thigh contusion. So many injuries, and John Wall is probable, so that at least we have that. And on the Knicks, I can tell you that Mitchell Robinson, as we mentioned earlier, he fractured his hand, so I doubt he plays. I, I can't imagine he plays, but I've seen weirder things. They said, I forgot who hurt, somebody hurt their wrist earlier, and it didn't even miss more than two games. Miles, um, Miles uh Miles Turner for the Pacers. Uh, yep, exactly. Yeah, we, we just went through it. Miles Turner had something wrong with his wrist. I think they said he fractured it. He missed – I think he missed one game, and they were just being very cautious because he practiced the day before. So I would expect Rob Mitch to miss at least this game just because it's the back end of a back-to-back. But this season's just been so weird. So uh, we're going to operate that he's going to be missed. But if he plays, again – I. I've been I'm 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 at a point that I'm not shocked about many things now. Um but right. let's start with the Rockets man. We got a lot of people out on here. Um with especially with Wood and Oladipo, PJ Tucker might not play. It screams value to me, but where where are you looking on at, at the Rockets? Well, yeah, I I got to look at a guy that I normally never give an opportunity to play, but Eric Gordon I mean, he's been lighting it up lately. And with all those guys out at 5800 that's a decent enough price for me to take the risk on them. And then, you know, with the rest of the guys, I don't feel so confident. You have Jason Tate, Daniel House, you know, and David Nwaba. All those guys kind of just are interchangeable. And some can go off one given night. You know, you just never really know which one's going to do it. Same with Sterling Brown. So, uh, really, Eric Gordon is the only one I'm going to trust. And uh, I think John Wall should play. He's questionable, but he should play because it's not a back-to-back. And he should get you around 40 drafting points if you want to go with him. And DeMarcus Cousin, obviously, with Christian Wood out, he can be very productive at 6,500. He's kind of hit or miss depending on the matchup. With, with Mitchell Robinson out, and then it would solely have Nerlens Noel on him. He should have a pretty good matchup at 6,500. Yeah, and and they have John Wall as probable, so he should be in. I don't normally target the Knicks, but I think there's going to be a lot of value on this team. I don't mind playing Wall at 7,200. Without Oladipo, without Wood, he's going to be the main main usage guy. And followed with DeMarcus Cousins at 6,500. Now we don't have him at that crazy price tag that he was bumped up to, and he was getting up Mm -hmm. to mid-7Ks, and he was going to keep climbing. Now we're the mid-6Ks. With no Mitch Robinson, meaning Nerlens Noel should play a lot more minutes, but he's not going to play 
huge minutes, and their backup center options are Taj Gibson, uh, Obi Toppin, and Julius Randle. So those are three fantastic matchups for a guy like Cousins uh, when Noel's Nerlens is on the bench. So I think 65 is a really good price tag. And yeah, and I'm going to take my shots at Eric Gordon at 58 without Oladipo there. I'm going to take some shots at uh, if PJ Tucker doesn't play, Tate should probably start should start at the four and House should start at the three. Uh, probably Eric Gordon at the two, or unless they want to bring him off the bench and start Nwaba. I honestly think that when I see the starting lineup, there's going to be I don't mind taking shots at Nwaba if he's if, if he should get thirty plus minutes at thirty four hundred. I, I mean his game isn't great, but you're not going to find people down that low that are going to get a lot of minutes like that. Same with um, Sterling Brown at thirty seven hundred. He should be extended minutes, especially if PJ Tucker doesn't play. A uh, house at four two. I feel more confident with him than. Um, Cam Reddish, as long as P.J. Tucker's out, because that guarantees him 30 minutes. Tate is not bad at 4-7. I just think there's a lot of guys you can go here. I'm not going to actively – they're not going to be the guys that I plug in first and say, ooh, how do I fit around them? They're going to be the guys that I'll start my lineup, and then I'll see how much money I have, and then I'll fall into their categories and then say, okay, like 30 – oh, I can get – I can pay up over here and have 3,400 left for Nwaba. I'm fine with that, you know, uh, or I can pay up over here and have 3,700. So that's probably how I'll attack them. I just think one of those guys is going to have a pretty good game, maybe maybe a couple, cause yeah. just opportunity for co- cheap cost. Yeah, I think that's the perfect point. It, this is None of these guys are the ones you're going to want to choose first, like you said, if you got to squeeze them in your lineup. But for me, the lowest I would go is Daniel House at 4,200 and uh, – Jaycee on Tate at 4,700 because when they get minutes, they're productive. With Nawaba and Sterling Brown, they, some games they have gotten minutes and still not been that mm-hmm. productive. So it's a little more sketchy. Uh, if you had to choose two, I would go with those two over Sterling Brown and Nawaba. But yeah, yeah. it just yeah. all de- depends on how you squeeze your lineup in. Those two are uh, Brown and Nwaba are more uh, GPP guys uh, instead of, of cash guys because you want to be a little more safe with, yeah. with cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but how about on this Knicks side? We know that Mitch is going to be gone, and I think we both know that the biggest, chalkiest value out there is going to be on this team because of that. Uh, but where where are you looking with that chalk, and where are you looking without it? Well, yeah, obviously Julius Randle is going to have the front court all to himself, and he's already been almost having an all-star caliber season this year with the team very healthy. So um, I'm very confident in Julius Randle at 8,700. Other than that, honestly, the whole rest of the Knicks are very sketchy to me. And I don't trust any of them. (laughs) If I had to pick one at a very low cost, it would be, well, obviously, now with Mitchell Robinson now, Nerlens Noel, uh, he should be getting tons of rebounds and a couple of blocks. And he's only at 3,900. He should be at, you know, if we, if DraftKings would have known Mitchell Robinson was out, he'd probably be twice the value that he's at now at 3,900. So you have to pick Nerlens Noel if you can. And another cheap option I would, Mike would go with is Reggie Bullock. Lately, he's been on quite of a roll. So those are the only three guys I would really be interested in. Nerlens Noel, Reggie Bullock, Julius Randle. Are you interested in Derrick Rose any? Um. Not huge because it's a back-to-back. I know he wasn't playing in Detroit, but I, I don't fully know if he's going to suit up right now. Uh, so that's something that I want to consider, <clears throat> especially knowing that Houston's beat up and they're on a skid, so maybe they take it easy with him. Um, but, yeah, I think 
I was alluding to Nerlens Noel at 3,900. I'm looking now. He only played 16 minutes in this last one. So that's a very good... uh, He didn't have to play much. They blew out the Wizards. So he's going to be rested, and he'll be ready to go in this very good price tag. I think he's going to be super chalky at 3,900, going to get starters minutes. You can definitely go there. Yeah, Julius Randle's not even 9K in this matchup. Fantastic matchup. Um, He's going to be high-usage guy, like you said. Uh, no Mitch Robinson means more extra center minutes for him. He's going to be the backup center. I uh, just really like it. I think that's a price tag that I, I can find in a good matchup. I would go more here toward than I know we mentioned Sabonis. I like Sabonis too, but I, I would rather just go Randall um, a couple hundred dollars cheaper. And I know that he's going to be get higher usage in this matchup. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think if Rose doesn't play, I think we can look at quickly at 4,400 knowing that he's, his minutes will be safer. Him and Peyton will probably split them and whoever has the hot hand takes it. So, and quickly is shown to have the higher upside when he's on. So it all depends on if Rose plays, if Rose doesn't, or if Rose plays, I don't want to touch any of them, but if he does play, doesn't play, uh, I look more towards there. And I, I also don't mind going to RJ Barrett at six K. Um, <clears throat> But I'm not huge on that. I think we have better options. But I wouldn't. He would be a guy that's just outside my player pool. That if I'm stuck at six k and I'm there, I'll give him a look. Yeah. Did you mention uh, Alfred Payton? Uh, yeah, I mentioned him and quickly. But I'd rather just go quickly for seven hundred dollars cheaper. Assuming that Rose doesn't play, because if Rose plays, I don't want to touch uh, all three of those guys. Right. Right. If if Rose sits for me, I think I would go with uh, Alfred Payton because. His production has been more consistent than quickly. I think quickly should be the starting point guard for this team, but Tibbs it just doesn't seem to agree with that. And, you know, it seems like when quickly gets big minutes, he plays great, but then the next game he'll turn around and get 10 or 15 minutes, and then it doesn't uh, put up any production that you can use. So it's hit or miss, you know, but you think R.J. Barrett at 6,000 is a good value. You think he'll get uh, more opportunities. If Rose and Mitchell Robinson are out because he's kind of been a little sketchy this year. Yeah, he's been lately. He's been uh, hit or miss, but I think this is a good matchup for him. If Oladipo's not playing, Oladipo's one of their best defenders. Him, Christian Wood, probably their two best defenders, and they're both not out in this game. Or I should say, PJ Tucker also might not be in this game. So I think on the wing that rj barrett will find himself in in better situations he'll be just outside my player pool for the most part uh, unless Mm -hmm. i see some some solid news elsewhere if everybody's healthy Uh, but he's creeping on that borderline that uh say danilo gallinari is not is not going to play more than 24 minutes then he gets another bump there he's gonna i think he'll slowly pass people as we get more news in there uh but right now he's just on the edge of of like right outside the, the guys that i'm heavily targeting I'm with you on that. <clears throat> um, yeah, man. So we did two games already. I think I think we're going or three games. We did that first one, but uh, we have before we get on to these last two. I just do want to stop the show for a second and mention our the DFS pass guys uh, for one ninety nine a month. You sign up, you get all of our all of our good stuff that we have on on hoop ball. Uh, that includes. <clears throat> Uh, you, you get the podcasts, obviously. Uh, you get all our articles. You get the Discord, Discord, which is the coolest thing of them all, uh, where we han- handle all that stuff that we're mentioning to you on who, where we like to go when all the late-breaking news goes. We we have all that on, on HoopBall. You can hang out with all the pros uh, and get one-on-one help with your team around the clock. Uh, so please do check it out. Head over to hoopball.com. 
or hoop-ball.com and click on the fantasy ad patch just below the main media wall. Uh, but let's get on to this last one, man, or the second to last one. This starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the game that I was alluding to before, which has four of the top five dogs in the entire slate. This is the Nets at the Warriors. We do not have a total for this one as well, uh, but we do have a spread, and the Nets are four-point road favorites. Again, all four spreads that we have are four road favorites. Uh, not sure how that worked out, but... That's that's where we are. And we have for the Nets, we have Claxton, Dinwiddie, uh, Shumper is also out, and DeAndre Jordan's out for personal reasons. So we have those four. Um, and then for the Warriors, we have Chris. A ton of people. <laughs> yeah, we have a ton of people. We have Chris, Looney, uh, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and James Wiseman. Everybody else is in G League, and Jordan Poole is in the G League as well. Uh, but we have... Most of the guys that we already know are out on the on the Warriors and the Nets. We're getting KD back. That that's the big news there. We're getting KD back for the Nets. On the Warriors are where they were a couple nights ago. Uh, but let's start with the the Nets, man. We got the the big three back in action, uh, but with no DeAndre Jordan. And with that news, uh, I'll I'll just jump into that first. You I gave you a, um, the first couple, uh, but with no DeAndre Jordan, that means that Jeff Green's going to play a lot more. He's going to be in my especially in this matchup where Draymond Green is playing a lot of center um Jeff Green can match up with him right there they can both spread the floor and I think Jeff Green at 5-5 is a, a solid price tag he should see at least 30 minutes I can't imagine um him not I mean Norvell Pell is the the backup center here he's only 3400 he should see an extra one uh if um Lou Kara as as my friend calls him Luabu Cabarro should play some more big minutes at, at 3,800. <laughs> but it cracks me up every time. <laughs> but I think uh, Jeff Green's the guy that you, you want to go there. Um, and for the big three, it's tricky. I mean, you got Kevin Durant going back at, against the Warriors, uh, his, his former team that he played for, the last team he played for. You have Kyrie Irving going against the finals rematch. You got James Harden going against a team that knocked him out pretty much every year in the playoffs. A lot of people want to go at all three of these guys have something against the Warriors, um, but I don't don't know which where it's going to come from. You, you know they're they're all priced heavily, and when they're all playing, the usage pretty much goes only to them. Uh, Joe Harris will get a couple shots. Jeff Green's going to get some shots just because, uh, but they're all going to share usage. They uh, maybe nearly twenty six percent each probably or or more. Um, I just think if I'm going to go somewhere. Probably go to KD at 96, only 400 more than Durant and a lot less than Harden. But I don't know how much I can go to all all them when uh, they're all going to be the usage. But again, I, of those three, I think KD has the clear edge for me. Uh, and outside of them, I like Jeff Green. Yeah, I totally agree. Great call with Jeff Green. Uh, you just, I mean, you just have to stay tuned to the lineup because that is a small lineup going with Jeff Green. But they should be fine. But like you said, if they happen to play Norvell Pell, but and they also signed Noah Vonley, so uh, they mentioned Vonley could overtake um, Norvell Pell. So Vonley's only at thirty two hundred. But if you don't hear any news on either of those two before the game, I wouldn't feel confident in playing either of those. So uh, yeah, Jeff Green uh, and the main guy I'm looking at is Kevin Durant. You know, I think he's pissed off at the league. As the world, <laughs> you know, he's like, I didn't even have COVID. I'm, this is the second time I've had to sit out. I could see him going ballistic 
you know, to make a statement tonight at 9,600. I think he would be worth it. Really, all three of the main of the big three should be productive because I think this will be a, a very high scoring game. So you can't go wrong with either of the three. Obviously, you wouldn't really want to choose more than two of the three, but you can go with one. It's just, I w- if you had to pick one, I would go with KD. I just think he's going to go off. Uh, and it's against the Warriors, too. So, I mean, he has reason to just explode <laughs> and have his best game of the year. Yeah, and I, and I think it's just, even price, pricing-wise, he's only 400 more than uh, Irving, and he's almost he's 800 less than Harden. I think just very logical choice to go to KD here. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but they're, they're not a team that has a lot of depth where you're like, mm, should I choose him? Should I choose him? It's really just Big 3 and Jeff Green tonight. Yeah. And Jeff, they can get away with Jeff Green going against the team that we'll get to in the, the Golden State Warriors because they're playing small too. Uh, they have Draymond at center. They have JTA, Toscano Anderson, uh, the guy that they call Steph's teammate. They, ha- they have him at power forward, and he's only 6'6", so he's not a big guy. He's more of a wing size. Uh, and then you got Oubre, Wiggins, Curry. <clears throat> not, a, not a big lineup, so they can get away with Jeff Green and KD there. Uh, but... Yeah, we'll start with Curry. Um, I'll run it back with Curry at ten one, and that's why I was saying um, Trey Young nine eight, not bad. But I, if I don't mind just playing Curry, Curry and Durant going against each other, this is a terrible Brooklyn defense. They did put the clamps down on the last game, so uh, they sh- did show that they know how to play defense. But right, Curry is on fire, man. And if I'm going to spend up, and uh, I like spending up in this game, I know it's it, just two great, two not great teams, but two high profile teams going at it. Uh, and I'll take their two high profile players. Um, outside of them, don't mind Draymond at six seven. I mean, he's just been, he's not going to have a to worry about size. I don't know if the huge upsides there. He's he looks like he's starting to. Uh, he's doesn't he's reluctant to shoot as he's been, but he's racking up assists. He's racking up rebounds. Uh, maybe takes a little bit out of him or has a bit bit of an edge in this game, which Draymond tends to have in uh, bigger games. So don't mind going there. And then you got Wiggins, Ubre. I don't mind looking at Ubre at six three, but I'd rather probably just pay up for Draymond, knowing that Ubre is probably going to be on uh, KD a lot because he has a size advantage over Toscano uh, Anderson. Outside of that, I'm not too – this is another team that's just not that deep. Um, I don't really want to look at Juan Toscano Anderson that much. I think it's a decent matchup. At 4-9, though, I, th- I think we have other options. Eric Paschal is kind of just a guy. <laughs> He's just there. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I like Green, Curry, and I'll, I'll take a look at Oubre, and if you have to, I don't mind. I, I guess I don't hate Toscano Anderson, but I think there's better value over there. You're not thinking about Wiggins? Um, uh, a little bit, but at the same time, it's it's weird. He he's not been taking as many shots lately. Uh, he's a he should have more shots in this game, but the last four games, he's only taken 13, 14, 12, and 12. Before that, he was taking 18, 16, 17. Like he was taking. Yeah. Uh, in the high teens, I think his upside in this with this matchup is is bigger than Ubre's, but I think Ubre's floor is a little bit safer. Yeah, I agree with that. I do think his uh, shots production should go up in this game, though, because the way the Nets are scoring so many points each game. So I'm cool with Steph Curry. Um, if you if you had to cut costs, 
and you needed a point guard, I would take Kyrie Irving over Steph Curry because I think Kyrie has a lot to prove uh, against Steph. I think he thinks he's better than Steph. Uh, he might be even a little bit jealous of Steph. So, you know, <laughs> as KD has a lot to prove. Kyrie, I think he's going to want to go out there and really take it to Steph Curry also. So 10-1. I mean, if you can afford 10-1, go for it. But if you don't quite have as much, I would be fine with Kyrie at 9,200. Uh, and I love Draymond at 6,700. Like I said, it's no big. He'd be going against Jeff Green. He should get a ton of rebounds. And Wiggins or Oubre, you have to pick one or the other. You can't have both. And I think their production will be very similar. They should get easily 30 to 40 DraftKings points. And, yeah, like you said, other than that, the rest of the team is pretty sketchy. So that's pretty much all you can choose from for that night, I think. All right, man. And then we'll jump into this last game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Miami Heat at the Utah Jazz. Now, this is a another another weird one. We, this is the only one we do not have a spread for. The Jazz are on the first night of a back, second night of back to back on this one. They're playing on now, but we do have an injury report for the Heat. We have Avery Bradley, Goran Dragic, uh, Myers Leonard, Chris Silva all out, and Gabe Vincent probable. And if you noticed, I didn't say someone's name, and that's Tyler Hero, who screwed over a lot of people. Not him personally, but people who invested in him in the last game where he got ruled out for health and safety protocols after tip-off. So it was not a fun one, but he's back in here already, which I guess is something that we have to keep an eye on because they said he's ready, he's good to go. But is he? I mean, we've seen this happen with Kevin Durant. We've seen this happen differently. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on, but... Uh, as of now, he's in. And what are you looking at on this this Heat side? Can can you go to Butler, who's been on fire in this tough matchup, or or Bam? I think you definitely can go with Butler, especially with Tyler Hero coming back from this game. We don't know if his minutes are going to be limited. Uh, when that's the case, you know Butler's super productive. He's been on the one of the hottest streaks in the league. You know, it seems like the Heat are getting their groove back. Um, and this is a very important game for them. A tough matchup against Donovan Mitchell, obviously. So they're going to have to keep up with them, even though uh, Utah has a great defense. But Jimmy Butler can be trusted at 8,300. And Bam Adebayo obviously can be trusted at 8,200. And one more guy I'm loving right right now this year is Kendrick Nunn. And it's because Goran Dragic is out. But he he's been getting the production. So at 5,900. When he gets the minutes, he performs, and he's going to have a lot to deal with against Utah. You know, with Conley is out, so no one's really going to be there to match up for him either. So he he can fill in the point production. It just it's just sketchy with Hero. We're going to have to see if he's on a, a minutes limit because if he is, that makes none even more. You know, uh, you know, you know what the word I'm yeah. looking for. Yeah, <laughs> valuable. <laughs> I, I hear you. I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, for me, I think Butler is more of is not a cash game guy. I think he's more of a, a GPP and pivot option because people are going to be targeting all those high profile names. And then you got Butler in a tough matchup against the Jazz at a somewhat or a good price at 8,300. But he's dropped over 50 points the last two games, over 56 and 58 the last two games. So I think he makes for a really good rock solid pivot option. But he's not as safe for me in cash just because it is a tough, tough ass matchup. Um, well, let, let me ask you real quick: Who you think is going to be guarding him? Do you don't think uh, Donovan's going to be guarding him? Do you? Um, probably not. It, it all depends. I think that he will, but not 
the entire game. They're going to want to keep him on offense too. Uh, they're going to probably throw. Uh, they throw a lot of different things at every everybody that they play, and their their right. defense has been really good. So I don't know exactly what they're going to come up with, but it's been been working for the most part on every yeah. game. I, I feel Bohan, like if, if Bogdanovich is on him, Bogdanovich is going to have a long night. <laughs> they were going to probably try and get the ball out of his hands as much as possible, but That's um, true. without Drogic, he just plays a lot of point guard so or point forward. So I, I like that. That's why I think he's a solid pivot option. Just again, uh, it's just a tough defense all around. Uh, there's not the individual defense on the perimeter doesn't seem great, but the team defense is is really there. Um, there and, and same thing with Bam. I don't really uh, eight two. I'm not huge on him. I think we just talked about guys a little bit higher than him and Sabonis and, and Randall on uh, that feel more comfortable with not that he can't do good against Gobert, but I just not some somewhere I want to go. Uh, same with Tyler hero. I, I don't know what he's going to be on at six K. I do like hero a little bit more than none uh, with, with Drogic. They both get a boost or without Drogic. They both get a boost. Um, but again, this matchup is not something too, too great to care about. Um, but I think wow, I would, so you you don't like anybody on Miami. <laughs> I, I like Butler as a pivot option, and um, I don't mind. Hero would be in my out. He would be slightly under RJ Barrett in my my player pool. But yeah, I'm not too keen on on going on anybody here. I think it's going to be a very low low total. Kelly Olynyk has a size advantage over Royce O'Neal, but Royce O'Neal is just a, a rock solid defender at. at four positions so i don't know if i'll go there as well uh yeah probably gonna not have too much exposure to this heat team um but what about on the jazz are you, are you can you go over there i know that mike conley was not did not play friday he i guess we'll call him questionable for saturday but uh, probably looking unlikely for it right right and uh i think you have to look at donovan mitchell you know that's my guy everyone knows 8100 uh, his last three games have been out of this world, and he's going to have to be productive uh, for the team to have a chance, especially with Conley out. But, you know, like we mentioned, Utah is great defense. You know, Miami's pretty great at locking some uh, teams down, their main guy down also. So when Jimmy Butler wants to, I'm sure he'll get on Mitchell. And, you know, they have a lot of bodies to throw at Donovan with Kendrick Nunn and if hero plays. So uh, I think it's still worth it for 8,100. Uh, probably in GPP, uh, it's, it's more, you know, feasible. And, you know, like we mentioned, we're worried about playing everyone on the heat and that's because of their defense. And the main cog inside is Rudy Gobert. He's at 7,100. He should get around 40 drafting points. If you think that's worth it for you, that it doesn't hurt you too bad at 7,100. It's not like he's at 9,000, like some other centers, but you probably would like Nerlens Noel over Gobert, right? Yeah, and then this is another team, the Jazz in the Jazz that are on the second night of a back-to-back. I, um, yeah, I would. I think Nerlens Noel is going to be the chalky center play. Just get him in there at seventy nine hundred. Be able to get a lot of these extra guys. Uh, so I'm not going to have too much exposure to Rudy Gobert unless I go heavy two center lineups. And I think um, Cousins for a couple hundred dollars cheaper. I feel better with uh, than going against Bam. Uh, but, but yeah, I like Mitchell too. And I think like we mentioned, Noel and, and a couple of these cheap guys, if you can get them is a really good opportunity to get one, Mitchell in there as, as your second to third possible star. So I, I like him here. Um, 
as far as Bogdanovich, uh, Ingles, I know I'm not really huge on them. I don't mind Clarkson if if Conley doesn't play, uh, but uh, he hasn't been playing the greatest the last couple games. His, his shot has been uh, just off the last few games, and excluding on Friday because the, the game uh, we're not 100% done with that one, so I'm not counting it. Uh, but I'm not going to gravitate towards there. I do not mind though 4400 for Royce O'Neal. He's he's not the highest of upside guys, no, but he is just a, a steady performer. And this is not a bad matchup for him. I think that 4,400, he can definitely join our player pool. Uh, but I do gravitate towards more of those Rockets guys. Uh, depending on if everybody's out, then I can gravitate towards more of the Rockets guys. If everybody's in and like Gallinari's only playing 20-minute limit and stuff like that, then Royce O'Neal becomes a lot more appealing to me as, as that mid-lower 4K range. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like Royce O'Neal, but he—I mean, he might—he might can get you twenty drafting points if that's all you need. Go for it. But like, like we said earlier, it's not too many Utah guys that I'm looking at that really pique my interest. I would prefer Clarkson over O'Neal if you could afford it, but it is a tough matchup, like we said, all around in this this whole game. So it's not really fantasy friendly for the most mm-hmm. part. But uh, a question for you: uh, What do you feel about uh, Max Struss? Or however you say his name, Max Stress Stress Struce. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. He's at I'm, not 3, gonna, I'm not going to go there. I, I with Tyler Hero back. Let's, let's say Hero doesn't play. With if Hero doesn't play, would you consider him? Uh I I guess just because he's only thirty three hundred, but I can't. I'm not confident on it. That's just a pure GPP play for me. If you're looking at him for cash, I, I, you should be looking at someone else i just if tyler hero's playing that that's just a huge chunk and a huge role and huge opportunity that doesn't go towards stress but again we don't they they have him in but it just feels weird that he was ruled out last after the right. after tip off and then all of a sudden he's okay three hours later it, I'm, i just don't understand what's going on so i you can keep him in there just hope that hero's out if hero's in it's it kind of uh jumbles up his playing time so I, i'm not huge on it yeah, he's just someone that stands out to me because last game he had 21 actual NBA points, and he, you know, he helped them uh, defeat Houston. And four games, three games before that, he scored 19 actual NBA points. So I think he's really showing his talent, and he's uh, hitting a lot of threes. And I think he's playing so well. Eventually, Miami is going to have to, you know, play him even when Hero is there. So it just keep an eye on uh, Hero's minutes. And, and and if he's going to play, like we said, and I think stress would be a great guy to consider. All right. I like it. Uh, before we head on out of here, I just want to, let's say, uh, what is one guy, we'll, we'll do it instead of tears. What's one guy you think you're, you just like, whatever reason, whether it's uh, pricing, you, like you mentioned Durant, you just think he's going to go off, whether it's a guy you like mid-tier pricing. Uh, what What is one guy you like and, and what's the reasonings uh, behind it? Well, I'm not going to steal your guy because I know who you're going to choose. <laughs> so I'm going to pick someone that doesn't get the coverage that he probably deserves as he's just playing great lately is Kevin Herter at 6,100. I mean, I think I would probably have to have him in my lineup uh, in his uh, matchup uh, against the Pacers. I just love the way he's been playing lately, and I think he could be productive, especially with uh, DeAndre Hunter out. 
and Gallinari, Gallinari playing pretty average in my opinion lately. Uh, at 6,100, I think he's worth it. And I'm going to let you go with your guy for the Knicks, I'm sure, right? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, Nerlens is the, the best value on the play. He's going to be super chalky. If you're playing cash, you pretty much have to play him at 3,900. If you're playing GPPs, He's still going to be heavily owned, but you can pivot off him a little bit if you want to get away from the field thinking that he's just not going to be. Uh, maybe Tibbs doesn't run him out for 30 minutes. So it's a solid option to pivot away in, in GPP, but for cash, 100%. You, you just have to play him and eat that chalk. It's probably going to be 60 to 70, maybe even more, but for a guy that is going to have a starting job under 4K that you know and his main competition is just not shouldn't play, I shouldn't say is not, but shouldn't play. Yeah, he becomes a guy that's going to be in a lot of my lineups. Yeah, another guy is Jeff, is Jeff Green at 5,500. Like you said, with DeAndre uh, Jordan out, I think he uh, should be a lock for a lot of lineups also. Yeah, and he makes for a solid pivot in GPP from the chalkier guy of uh, Nerlens. I know you're going to have to pay up an extra 1,600 there, but uh, makes for a solid pivot if you don't fully trust in Nerlens Noel there. Right, but, right, exactly. Yeah, man. Before we head on out of here, I do want to say, everybody, go to our uh, podcast channel. Give us a rate review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, give Will a follow on, on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at WilliamIsBill. My Twitter handle is at Santino Cacone. Um, Will, is there anything you want to say before we head on out of here? Uh, I just uh, – I don't know if you guys have heard uh, Roto World, you know, you know, our competition. I heard they got bought out. So, you know, if you're looking for somewhere to get all your news, just check out hoop-ball.com because we have those same alerts and notifications on players on the website. So, you know, check us out. I like it. And, yeah, I think they're NBC Sports Edge now. See, I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're just I, gone, okay? They're gone. <laughs> I, I did. It, it's real weird. Um, don't like that. But yeah, I like that. And uh, Will also does a lot of our stuff on uh, Instagram. I don't have one myself, but he's a nerd like that. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, give us give us a follow on, on there and and a shout out and watch what Will does and doesn't do. But um, yeah, I think I think it was a pretty good yeah. <laughs> hoop ball official. Uh, yeah, this is our first time doing a Friday show together. And I think we went pretty pretty quick, pretty fast. Uh, we broke it down for you guys. So I hope. We can help you win some some cash on this weekend. Yeah, any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, check us out on the Discord. It's always uh, experts on there to help you get your questions answered. And especially we'll know more news uh, right before the game kicks off. So check us out. All right, man. And we will catch you again tomorrow. Uh, it will be Chuck and Mike, I believe. So it'll be another good one for you guys. Have a good one, and we will catch you again tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.